Thanks for joining us on the Father's House Podcast, where we are bringing hope and impacting our community by leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus. We're so glad you're here, and wherever you're listening from, we believe your life will be transformed through this week's message. So let's jump right into it. Well, welcome. It's good to see you today. Thank you for being here. Thank you for honoring God with your giving. This is Palm Sunday, so it's good time to praise Him, right? Lift up our palms in praise to Him. We welcome those of you that are watching online. We're so thankful that you've joined us today. I was just looking through here, uh, people from all over joining us today, in-state, out-of-state, even out of the nation, so we're just so thankful. Father's House, would you welcome our online church that's with us today? Come on. Today's service is going to be a little bit different. We have with us Gail Stathis, who is a missionary that, yeah, give her a hand. That uh, We've been sponsoring Gail and EME Ministries for a long time. And, uh, and so today she's going to just, we're going to just kind of a question and answer type and, and uh, <clears throat> talk about, excuse me, some of the things that are going on around the world giving us a different perspective, because I know some of you have a call to missions, and I'm praying that everybody at the Father's house would uh, at least one time put boots on the ground. I uh, told you today that we would let you know how much that we have given, you have given, we have given to leave a legacy. Every year we do our leave a legacy offering, and this year from the middle of January until last Sunday, and, and we're not through yet. Some people told me today they still haven't got theirs in and they're planning on getting it in. And we said we're going to, our goal was to shoot for $100,000 that would go strictly to 100% of it to missions around the world. Because some of you gave in advance, we were able to help in the Ukraine with that ambulance, $18,000, I believe it was, or $16,000 to buy that in, uh, 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 in Poland and bring it over. And so we are thankful for that. So, you know, you set a goal. Sometimes you reach a goal. Um, sometimes you don't. People say, well, why do you want to go? Well, it's sort of, you set a goal for the moon. And if you hit the light pole, at least that's better than hitting a fence pole, Right. So, you know, we never get discouraged if we don't reach a goal, but we always just sort of push that and pray for that. But we've been praying, you've been giving, some of you are still giving. So let me tell you that even though we shot for $100,000, you gave $182,112. Yeah, 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 that's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So good. So good. And you know what? I know still some are coming in, and I wouldn't be surprised if we don't clip that 200,000 mark because missions and souls is the heart of God. Amen. And uh, so, what a great, yeah, yes. that's exactly Amen. right. Amen. So, what a great day to have Gail with us today. Gail, thanks for coming. Uh, let me introduce to you, this is Gail. She is the executive director of EME Ministries and uh, a great friend of ours. I've been knowing Gail for a long time. When she was just really small, I was one of her heroes in life. That's how much older than I am. No, uh, but anyway, but we are so blessed. Uh, she is residing in Athens, Greece, uh, right at the tip of so many things that's happening in her ministry in Europe and in Africa and the Middle East. So, Gail, um, 
welcome today. It's good to see you. Tell us, tell the church, a lot of people don't know, but tell them a little bit about EME Ministries and what you do and all the areas that you're expanding to. Well, first I want to thank Pastor Terry and Anita for uh, the friendship and for having me here today. And then I want to thank the Father's House. Thank you so much for your support and your care. That's, I told somebody once, if you don't have prayer and people caring for you, it will be impossible to stay on the international yeah. field. So thank you so much because I know you're praying for us. Uh, I actually think I have the most exciting life in the world. Wow. I really do. And I think everybody should be jealous of my life. But I really do. And... <laughs> uh, uh, long story short, <clears throat> I went uh, to live in Greece, and remember, I'm 39 forever, mm -hmm. but I have been there 39 years. Wow, yeah. wow, wow. And I know, I can't believe it. But I went there uh, with a denomination at that time. Later on, it enlarged. My husband actually did leave, and uh, I stayed on the field. Right. But in the meantime, we started a mission agency because we were working a lot in North Africa and the Middle East. And we realized if you went in there with the name of a church, sure. it would block what you were able to do. So we needed to go in as what's called an NGO, a non-governmental agency. And it made it possible for us to do all kinds of things. So Greece is stationed uh, right on the tip of the 1040 window, if you know what that yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, is There's the window. Oh, We've got it right there. Yeah. Oh, awesome. And on your globe, it's between the 10th and the 40th parallel uh, of your, the line longitude and latitude uh, on your world globe. And within this window, a lot of people don't realize, but it is the birthplace of the world's five major religions. It is also where the people, the most lost people in the world, the least wow. evangelized people in the world live, where the world's poorest of the poor, people who live on less than $2 a day live. It is also now where not only do we have the world's largest mega cities, but they're now called meta cities. Meta they're cities. even larger than mega cities. So it is the last great mission field, particularly from uh, over in North Africa and the Middle East. It is where the least evangelized people in the world live. And Greece is right inside. Uh, you see the boot of Italy, and we're not right next door to Athens, Greece is right inside there. We're the entry point on the refugee highway. Most of you probably know about the Syrian war, and then also Iran and Iraq. So we were the first entry point of many people coming, trying to get into Europe to find you know, a life right. for themselves. Right. So what do, you, what do you actually do in these areas? I know you're in and out of Africa and the Middle East uh, so much. So what are you actually doing there to help the people? We do all the way from what's called BAM, which is Business as Mission Projects. For those of you that, uh, and Terry, I think, Pastor Terry, I think this is exciting because lots of times business people don't really think they could go as a yeah. missionary and serve as a missionary, but that is a growing phenomenon. People in the business world to take their business talents and giftings wow. and, and go and help serve. Like we're starting, I won't name the country, but some women that are getting saved that are in Islam and their family rejects them and they need a way to support themselves. So there's been some little chicken businesses started, oh, wow. some goat raising wow. started, started, things like that. And business people help give them principles to start on a small scale so they yeah. have a way to live and survive themselves. So we go all the way from that. We do prayer trekking. And uh, actually, they're one of the strongest churches 
and I'll say the country, in Tunisia, actually started from a prayer trick. Is that we right? didn't even know they were connected. So what's to a about prayer trick in case people don't know what that is? Okay, well, it's not a vacation per se, but it feels like one when you're there. Because believe it or not, we pray about seven to eight hours a day at, wow. at very important critical sites, like some of the really important uh, mosques in the region. And it's, I'm glad we're saying this, but we go and stand around them and we pray that the strong man of Islam will come down. Yes. And you think, how can I pray that long? And it is astounding. There's an anointing that wow, comes yeah. on you. An anointing. Awesome. And, and an hour suddenly feels like just five or six minutes. And, and God has done some amazing things out of that. The believers actually, we found out later, in another city at the same day we were praying at one particular Islamic holy site, they were praying at the same time, wow. and we, we found this out about five years after the fact, wow. and they were asking the Lord, please help us to know what to do, that there would wow. be a breakthrough. And suddenly the Spirit of the Lord came to them and said, raise your windows and just begin to pray openly. Wow. At the same time, the Lord was telling us as we were praying around that holy site, pray for the believers to be bold, to begin wow. to pray out loud. And we found that out five years later, we were in the same wow. place at the same Amen. time, and it was awesome. really amazing. Um, the first time they ever prayed out loud. Mm. out loud in that country. So prayer yeah. changes things. Prayer changes things. Amen. Absolutely. And we want you guys to be able to participate today. And so uh, you may have a question that you may want to ask. So we've got a way to do that, right? Yes, we do. So if you would text the word ask with a K on the end, ask, text that word to 352-329-2301. That's our texting number. Then a little form will pa uh, come up, and you just put your question in there, and I will see it real time to ask the question. So you can do that. Uh, if something comes up, you know, just ask a question. That's how we're going to yeah. learn um, yeah. and grow. Um, so, Gail, you have dual citizenship, yes. right? So you went yes. 39 years ago to Greece, but you also maintain your U.S. Yes, yes. I think um, it is a blessing and a privilege to have American citizenship. And I hope this doesn't offend anyone, but Pastor Terry and Pastor Anita, I never say I'm an American Christian, but I'm, I say I'm a Christian that hmm. is also American and also Greek. Good. Because my Good. first citizenship is to God in yes. the kingdom yes. of heaven, yes. amen. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so thrilled about that. But we're very privileged and I made sure I maintain that. But I will say having that second citizenship has opened doors. Because there's a lot of countries you can't get into as an American. Right. And uh, so, but as, and, and I know you can't tell some of the places you go because of ongoing missions, activity, and persecution, but that's opened up a lot of doors for you. Oh, absolutely. Um, I will say I've been in Algeria, but I was only able there to go there because of my other citizenship. Right. So it has done, opened a lot of doors. Now you speak fluent Greek. I Enough would... more than any of us, unless you were born there. <laughs> well, I can preach and teach again. Yes, she preaches and teaches. She's the pastor of a church in Greece. Yes. Is one of her many, many things to do. But how was that for a woman in a country that, you know, probably said, hey, what do you think you're doing, lady? Oh, I, I really appreciate that question because um, I think this is the hour when really, you know, male, female, Gentile, yeah. Jew, all yeah. of us, we can serve the Lord. I live in a male-dominated society, absolutely. Um, 
I live where the man is definitely outside the home. Mm -hmm. He is the leader. In the home, it's a different story. That's a cultural difference. But when I first planted the church, there were people actually that came in and screamed in the church, and uh, there were people that spit at us. But the Lord told me very, very clearly, um, that's not your fight. Yeah. That's not your fight. Yeah. Just go serve me. And I think we need to get to that place, Pastor Anita, that we don't take up fights that are not ours. Yes, yes. You know, give, yes. give those fights to God. Yeah. And now people who come to the church, some of them will say to me, I really don't believe that a female should pastor, but the presence of the Lord is here, so I'm coming anyway. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Come wow. so I love it. It's, Somebody, tough. it's tough when you think about that scripture. It said, I shall pour my spirit out upon all your flesh, yes. your sons and daughters will prophesy and in the new testament throughout there there were a lot of female church leaders that led and led strong and so we just think like you say we don't we don't argue that point we just say hey that's bible and that's what we believe and so we stay strong with that so somebody asked how covid affected you guys or did it i mean we're you know pretty much you see no mask. Well, some people wear masks, but how did COVID affect you guys there? Uh, that's a very interesting question. And I first of all need to lay the groundwork and remind all of you in Greece, we have a different form of government. Sure. So that's critical to understand because um, if we were not allowed to go back to our building, and in fact, we just went in completely fully into our building this January. Wow. Just wow. now, this January. And so somebody said to me, why didn't you just go against the government? Well, it would have been an automatic 20,000 euro fine wow. for the church and then each individual. And we felt like this wasn't the time. Right. We just honored our government and we did WhatsApp groups. We did church online. We had morning Zoom prayer groups. And we didn't lose a single member. Isn't not that amazing? Yeah. Isn't not that amazing? I mean, I, I'm, hearing this, I'm hearing this everywhere that people yeah. said, you know, we, we went through that. And number one, our finances didn't increase didn't decrease. Second of all, we actually gain people instead of losing. Isn't that what the enemy intends for evil? The Lord can turn that around for good. Isn't that great? Wow. Amen. Well, Gail, tell us a little bit about, and there's questions coming in, I'm sure, but you know, I've challenged uh, this house several months ago that don't just think that missions is not for you. If I, if I read the Bible right, Matthew 24, this gospel message shall be preached throughout all the world, every dialect, every tongue, and then shall the end come. So missions is so critical. People, you know, people on, on Christian TV, they sell books and all that. And they oh, this is the rapture. This is that. That's something they just, and they, and they sell books. But the, Jesus said, when the gospel is preached in all the world to those dialects, then the end will come. So, I mean, it's critical for people to understand missions is so important. I believe there are people sitting here today, young people, uh, people that are retired, that have gifts and abilities, that God is going to call to the mission field. And, and, and so that's, and, and that, I believe that stirring is happening. So if that's true, then what practical steps could somebody take that says, hey, I'm feeling like maybe God is calling me to go to missions, short-term, mid-term, long-term, what are some practical steps that they could go through? At, at, the, at the very root 
foundation, I think you begin where you're at right now. That oh, old okay. adage of bloom where you've planted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can't do it here, you're not going to do it yeah. over there. Yeah. I'm going to be honest, and uh, sometimes people will go to the in an international field, and they're kind of running away from things. Wow. But you develop in your home local church, yeah. and each one of us go into all the world. That's that's missions. Yeah. It never says missionary. Go. So go to Piggly Wiggly. Go to the gas station. Go to your next door neighbor. Publix. Exact Publix. Okay. <laughs> I I didn't know the grocery store, but it's we're if we're full of the light yeah. of the Lord, yeah. we begin you know living it where we're at. And then I believe the next step is, of course, you're praying. If that's stirring good, in you, good. Uh, and, and it, it doesn't subside, if it just keeps in there, you, you, of course, speak to your pastoral leadership, and then you begin to pray together. And like you, Pastor Terry and Anita, you know us, for example. Yeah. You would contact us. Are there needs? And I, if I said, yes, we have women that are being rescued out of human trafficking. You, oh, and suddenly your, your heart just flamed within right. you. Then you begin to make that application with prayer. And, and we begin to see, okay, that's what I, I feel. Yeah. But the preparation begins by living it. Yeah. Living it where you're at. Yeah. That's good. Right, that's I think good. a lot of times people are afraid. Because, you know, you've heard the old thing. Well, I'm scared. Like if I pray and say, okay, God, use me. Send me wherever you want. Then you think in parentheses, please don't let it be Africa. <laughs> right? You guys have heard that. Like I'm afraid. What, what if God really does send me somewhere? But listen, if God is with you and he goes before you, you can't fail. So you get the stirring in your heart. Um, yes, it's an amazing thing when you can put your boots on another country and, and pray and go and do something for them. But again, starting where you are, I think is so important. There's people in your neighborhood. Can you believe in 2023, there are people that do not know about the saving grace yeah. of Jesus Christ, even yeah. here in the U.S.? Well, what I'm hearing in international mission discussions for the first time ever in America, you know, the most Christian nation in the world, really, we have an entire generation of young people that yeah. really have never, ever heard about Jesus right. Christ. Right. And of course, missionaries, I think you, you all probably know this, are actually coming from Korea. Yeah. They're coming from this, those areas to America to yeah. be missionaries. Yes. My goodness. Right. That means church, we got to wake up and do it yes. here. Yes. Yes. America yes. Is, has the opportunity. It's the freest country in the world to, I believe the call of the Lord is on yeah. this country to yeah. send people. You know, when we ask you guys to pass out your invite cards, whether it's normal everyday invites for church or it's Easter or it's Christmas that's not to fill the church up that's to invite people that that may not know Jesus that need to meet Jesus here so we're gonna ask you I'm gonna challenge you if you still have cards left for Easter that's next week yeah. Easter is next week do everything you can this week to pass those out ask Holy Spirit to show you who needs an invite some people are right. waiting for you to invite them drop them off different places but let's Let's remember that people's eternities are in the balance, right? If they don't know who Jesus is and they die, they are not spending eternity with God. Well, Gail, tell us a little bit about what your ministry is doing by uh, reaching these refugees, especially the women, and then uh, rescuing women out of uh, sexual slave trade and how you actually, it's not just rescuing them, but you're, you're helping them start a new, a new life. Um, 
I'm very excited because what, probably the strongest ministry to reach women in trafficking and also women that are in brothels, the lady that directs that goes to the local church I pastor. Awesome. So when you pray for us, that you're yes. praying for her. But we are the first point of entry into Greece. So we get a, probably a, we're the, among the top three cities in all of Europe for the number of women and children and children that are trafficked into Europe. So um, we have weekly, three nights a week, there are prayer teams that go into the city that pray and ask the Lord, which brothels should we stand outside and pray? And Lord, let one of the women come out that we can begin to speak to her. When those women are rescued, and it's a, it's a, it is quite an interesting ordeal because it involves the police and authorities, yeah. but when they are rescued and they are legally protected, one of the ministry brings them into a place where they learn a trade. Wow. They're learning how to sew, they're learning how to weave, and it's not just, I like this. It's not just I'm nothing against little beads on a, a little bracelet, but I, I yeah, yeah, I think that's great. But this is actually a viable business. Right. They are giving dignity to these women. Yeah. They earn a salary. Yes. It's not quite enough yet to fully support them, but it's bringing their self-worth so they don't have to go back into the brothels right. to be able to eat and survive. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, I have a question. Uh, can you share any stories about a Muslim who has had a Holy Spirit encounter in their dreams, and how did your ministry respond to that? Oh, oh, I love this question. That's so exciting because I'm literally, literally, this is some years ago, right at the beginning of the, the conflict in Iraq when right. we, refugees begin to really increase, and then Iran. I'm standing in the church building, and all of a sudden somebody knocks on the, the plate glass window, and I go and open the door, and this person stands outside and says, oh, you're her, you're her. And I said, what, I, what do you mean, you know, you're her? And he said, I had a dream of a woman with blue eyes and blonde hair, wow. and that she, I, I never had told you this, and that she would tell me who Isa, who Jesus is. Wow. That was, I mean, that was exciting. That yes. actually happened to me. Wow. And, so and just to tell you, to add to that, that person, individual, was part of a group we baptized from uh, the local church Wow. pastor over 500 former Muslims Woo! that accepted Jesus that's Christ. That's amazing. Here's another question. What about miracles? A lot of times we miss miracles. We're so technology driven and, you know, busy, busy, busy here in the U.S. But what, what's it like there? Have you seen miracles happening? I'm going to be honest. Throughout Europe, I do not see so many. There is a huge move among young people. But in Greece, I have seen three people in the local church that were blind receive their sight. Wow. Yeah, that was wow. pretty awesome. Wow. But uh, in North Africa and the Middle East, and I think part of it truly is the need is so great because they just don't have what we have. So they really cry out to the Lord. And there are, I've seen lots yes. of miracles yes. where food suddenly appeared on the table right. or baskets outside the door, Amen. you know. Yeah. Amen. So the, I, I think we were talking one day and you said that some of the people you're in relationship with actually saw some people raised from the dead. Yes. Yes. Actually, I was in one of those uh, in a meeting where there was a doctor in the room. The person died. He pronounced her dead. And everybody said, before we go to the hospital or call anybody, let's just pray. Wow. And the woman, he was a medical doctor. Yes. He was an actual medical doctor. And she was raised from the dead. Wow. Yeah. Amen. Awesome. That's awesome. Amen. Another question is, do you go to Bulgaria at all? Have you? Oh, 
oh, done yes. anything there. He, Quite the a bit. person said they have a brother there. Oh, okay. In Pazarjik, whoever the Bulgarian is here, um, there was two women that got saved in the local church where I pastor. And, and again, I think this is a great example. They just thought they were going to live in Greece and be good members, and God began to deal with them because they were being discipled yeah. and being trained in the local church. They were under covering, and they came and they spoke and said, you're our covering, you're our pastor. We feel wow. this. Would you cover us? Wow. Would you release us to go? And they planted a church in Bulgaria. Yeah. There's a lot of ministry going on in Bulgaria right now with the Turks and with the gypsies uh, wow. and among the nationals, a lot. That's great. Uh, several people are asking uh, what, it, what could we do to be a part of what you're doing, but one specific is what would the strongest spiritual need be in that area, and how could we pray specifically uh, for what's going on there? The strongest spiritual need, uh, I'm, that, that's a big question because I'm not sure I could point to one thing except I think bottom line, we, we just need to know what doors are open of God. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and instead of just what yeah. doors look good. Yeah. We've got to know God's doors. Now, we don't hear a lot of, on the news around here a lot of the things that are happening underground. But as I understand, <clears throat> that there's some real revivals happening that maybe doesn't hit the news media. Can you reply to some of that? Yeah. <clears throat> I think the main one is that the underground church in Iran is the largest grow and fastest growing church in the world. Wow. They're all predominantly wow. underground churches. And what is happening there now with this abuse of women, young women that are taking off their head coverings, it looks bad on the one hand, but on the other hand, it's emboldening, emboldening yeah. the underground church that if they can do that, we can be bolder. But there is a real prayer need in that they don't have a, anyone that's really able to come in and help train these leaders of these small groups. So there's a little mixture, and they need they need the clarity of the word. They and the Holy Spirit can teach them. So are they meeting in secret? What are yes, what are they doing? Yes, they all meet in not, secret. There's no freedom no, openly. No, there's absolutely none. There. And so basically, then what's happening? It's the Holy Spirit that's giving them direction. Absolutely. And but you've got plans of. Uh, sending people and helping people in those areas, Yes, right? and actually some of them are, you can go on a tour, you have to be careful, but if you know people like me, we can help connect you that you could privately meet someone and just even pray with them a few minutes to yeah. encourage them. And I wanted to say one other point on that, many people don't realize it either, but the underground church in Saudi Arabia is really? growing. Really? Wow. It's growing. Yep. Wow, that's awesome. Now, I know because I was with you in your leadership school in uh, Cairo, Egypt, yes. in which that you guys are actually looked upon by the government of a place to send some of their government leaders for training. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, that's, um, we have real favor with the government because they believe that what they're, the people that are learning in the program, it's of a higher caliber because when they take what they learn and they go to work, they work with more excellence. Right. And, and that's been very encouraging. So doctors, people right. work in hospitals and businesses, they come and take a master's degree or a doctoral degree with us. And um, so- Yeah, I remember when I was there, one of the guys that was one of the high ups in the, in the medical hospital there was actually one of the students that said in the class that I was taking. And I just think that's so practical, you know, of you're equipping people and, and you're, it's sort of like you're, it's an unusual door that's opening that gives you favor so that you can share the gospel later. It's not like really bombarding somebody, right. but it's like, you know, Jesus so often gave bread, he gave healing, and then he, 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 he uh, went across that bridge and shared the gospel. 
I think the interesting thing about that too is these people already have a degree, yeah. but they are getting, there's a hunger for them to use their degree with a spiritual influence uh, on it. So that's why they're even coming to these right. classes and, and getting a second degree. Right. You said that the Greek people are very hospitable. They yes. open up their homes. They want to help others. They're not in the greatest financial situation either, right? You said right. Uh, since the collapse and all of that, but what is being done to help those refugees even when the country of, of Greece is having some issues in itself? The interesting dynamic about that, the Greeks have a word, it's called philoxenia. It means kind of like opening your home, being friendly, friendly to the stranger. So it's already in our cultural DNA to be friendly to the stranger. Uh, but the problem is 2008, when the crisis hit the world, Next, at, right after the United States, Greece was affected the most. Estimates are we will not have any kind of recovery, won't even begin till 2050. Wow. So it's an interesting thing. You would think they would be upset with all these refugees in the country uh, because even when they come in and they register that they're there, most of them want to leave because they don't have any really strong way to survive there. But if they've registered in Greece and they go into another country illegally and that country finds them, they will send them back to Greece. And Greece keeps them there. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are standing on the side of the road trying to get work for the day, you know, construction wow. work or cleaning your house. The United Nations and Brussels, they do help some to take care of them. And there is housing in kind of camps. That's, but I've been in... They're these like metal buildings, and you'll see 10, 20, 30 people in one of those little buildings. Wow. But now, they'd rather be there than back yeah. where they're at in the war. Now, also, you are very involved in Empowered 21. You want to share a little bit about that in the Amsterdam conference coming up and how that there's so many organizations coming together looking towards this 2033 of uh, the gospel being available in all dialects and languages. I was in Dubai when uh, the every one, every O-N-E movement was established, the presence of the Lord just kind of dropped a blanket down in the room and people were on their knees. And we're talking about thousands of people. Yes. And what was interesting, Empowered 21, it means being empowered in the 21st century. And out of it was birthed the everyone movement. The focus is that by the year 2033, which will be the 2,000 year anniversary of the coming of the Holy Spirit <laughs> on the day yeah. of Pentecost, yeah. hallelujah, yeah. that every person in the world will first, first of all, be prayed for by name. Now that's wow. astounding. By wow. I, only God could do that. Think about it. We live in the age where there's more people alive now than it's ever been. Eight mm. billion people are alive on planet earth right now. So, and by also 2033, that every person in the world will have the witness of the message of who Jesus Christ wow. is and that wow. he loves them from a person that is wow. spirit-empowered, wow. believing that the Holy Spirit is going to do a quick work within the next 10 years. Yeah, and I think at this one coming up in Amsterdam, yes. there's going to be a great presentation to spear the gospel on. Yes, well, that's exciting. Just very quickly, I'll share about that. If you feel called, 
into evangelism. And don't think of it as big tent revivals, yeah. but people even that want to go into small villages that have not been touched. Or if your neighborhood has no evangelist, the goal is to raise $1 billion wow. to help support wow. evangelists, to wow. get the, the message out there. Because wow. evangelism has kind of peaked. Yeah. But God is saying, it's time to go you. Go wow, you and preach. Wow, yeah. wow. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, there. Uh, we've been telling you guys about the app, the Unreached People, the Joshua yeah. Project. I hope yeah. you're doing that every day. Yeah. It shows you the people in the world of these people groups that uh, most of the time it's 0% Christian, right? It tells you how many people are uh, uh, in that area. Um, and then how to pray specifically for those people. So we've been doing that also. Um, but I just feel like, Gail, that, you know, there's many ways to help. Some people, a lot of people are asking, well, how can we specifically be a part of what you're doing? Now, you're, uh, we've been connected for years, um, and we give to your ministry, but we also shared that we helped with the car for the lady to go into Tunisia and help and all that. Um, but but somebody maybe has a stirring to do that. What do we do? They go to your website? What do they do? Well, first of all, I believe very much, and I think it's very biblical, that you come under the covering of your pastor, of your local church, because this is not the day to be a maverick or have an independent spirit. We yeah. need very much yes. to be in relationship and connection. So you talk to your pastor, and then your pastor will begin to pray with you, connect you with people different, like us, an agency, and maybe you would fill our application out online for short-term, long-term. Short-term missions is really growing, for particularly for Americans, because it is getting harder and harder to come on the field beyond three months at a time right. in many areas. But I believe it's about accountability. And, and when you go, when you apply, whether it's to do a prayer trek, whether it's to go for a month, into Egypt and work in the garbage city. Yeah. We, we send people into the garbage city. I've actually been with some groups that all they did was just, they walked around the garbage city and they just touched little girls with lice in their hair and they sat beside them and they combed their hair, they combed the lice out of their hair and loved on them. And we think it's always these big things, but honestly, it's often it's just like Jesus sitting down with the little yeah. children. Love is an action, yeah. and that's how people see Jesus, yes. you know, sometimes without the words, but yes. with the, the help yes. of the prayer, of the yes. hug, of the food, or whatever that is. Yeah, before we finish today, I'd like for you to look at the people that are here today. And they're some of the most loving, some of the most awesome people that you'll ever meet. And sitting here today are people that God is calling into missions. Retired people that he's calling them to take their skills. Yes. Yes. So what's inside of you? Would you just look at them and just share what you feel like God might be saying to you to communicate to their spirit? Again, I absolutely believe that we have been called of God to be alive for such a time as this. And it doesn't matter how young you are or how old you are. If you're alive and breathing, yes, then amen. there's something for you to do. And you do it, of course, in connection with accountability. But I meet young people all the time that are asking me, do you know anyone that's walk the path, they've kept the faith for a long period of time that, that they would lead me, that they would help me, whether it's here in America, or it's where I live, or it's in North Africa or the Middle East, they're desperate 
for someone that will speak into their lives. And I think that's just a real simple thing, but whether you're a construction worker or whether you're in the medical field or whether you're someone that you care about trafficking or if you're someone that would like to sit down with little kids on the street or with in an underground church, if you could get in there and just share about the story of Jesus, tell me the story of Jesus. Tell me the story of Jesus. Those of you that are, are retired and you have, and you're having health and you're, you're not supposed to spend the rest of your life just <laughs> sitting there on a rocking chair or playing golf. I mean, right. golf is fine. It's okay. But only what you do, yeah. only what you do for Jesus yeah. is going to last and count in the end. Yes, and we need you. Amen. This is amen. the time the greatest army yes. of God yes. Yes. should amen. rise up yes. right now yes. and say, yes, Lord, here am I. Amen. Here am I. Gail has a mailing list. If you want to stop by her table yeah. out there, you can get on her mailing list um, and then see what she's all up to uh, and then pray and ask God. Maybe if it's not through Gail, it's, we have a missions team here at the Father's yeah. House. Um, you know what? It, 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 it will make an amazing yeah. difference yeah. in eternity. Yeah, and we have a mission team going to Africa this year, and Mike is planning some uh, mission teams, short ones, so that you can get involved in. Gail, we believe in you, and this church would like to give you $25,000 for your ministry. Thank you. Thank you for your love for I love you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All for Jesus. Yes, Gail is the real Jesus. deal. She's not pretending. This oh, is her life. Jesus. This is her life's work, and she has made an impact, and wow. we love her so much. Well, let's, you can remain standing if you want. Let's just bow our heads. I want to pray for you that God would seal this deal in your life today. Gail will be here for a while before she will meet with others that are signed up for the luncheon. Uh, and... And, and, and I'm just praying that God would speak to you today and help you to begin making steps to use your life on purpose this week, as she said, locally here, or as God might be calling you to something. But let's just bow our heads. I want to pray for you. Father, I, I pray today for those that are here, those that are watching online. And God, I believe today that you're speaking to hearts of people that said, you know, I feel like that God is stirring my heart about going either short-term or mid-term uh, missions. I, I'm just not satisfied with where I am now. And God, I, I pray that you would just uh, begin to help them to purposely not just sit back in the comfort zone and say, I'll just keep praying about it, but begin making steps to the future. And Father, I pray for the young people that you would call to the mission field Lord, as much as parents are saying, well, we want to help you make sure you find the greatest career, what a greater opportunity of seeing our young people go to the mission field and learn of you and see miracles and see as the things are wrapping up in these next few years before you come back. Lord, please forgive us as Americans of just sitting back and then just enjoying all the joy that we have around us and we neglect the world that's dying without you that's never even heard the gospel message. Wake us in the middle of the night with prayer. Uh, help us to use the Joshua Project app to pray for people that are lost without you. Because, Lord, we're looking forward to seeing you come. But you said you wouldn't come until everyone had a chance to hear the gospel. 
And so we believe that. And Lord, we pray today if there's one person in this house that's never invited you into their heart and into their life, Lord, we pray that they would do that today. I want to lead you in prayer. And if you've never invited Jesus into your heart and into your life, or maybe you've uh, gone away from him and today you need to rededicate your life to him, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And uh, I believe the Holy Spirit can touch you and redeem you, forgive you of your sins, assure your eternity, and give you a purpose for living. Wow. Jesus came and died on the cross for you. Would you pray this prayer with me, Father God? Thank you for sending your son Jesus, for dying for me. And I confess today that I am lost and I need a Savior. Please come into my life. Forgive me of my sins and be my Lord. Fill me with your spirit. And as best as I know how, I want to serve you all the days of my life. Thanks for joining us. If you said that prayer and surrendered your life to Jesus, it's the best decision you will ever make. And we would like to celebrate with you. We have some tools to help you on your journey. Simply text DECIDED to 352-329-2301. That's 352-329-2301. Join us next time as we continue to love God, love people, and make disciples.